Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me today are the team from Bridge to Bitcoin, a pleb movement out of the UK. Three Gen Xers putting their minds together to figure out how they can carry forward the message of Bitcoin in their own unique way. I am more than happy to say they are doing incredible work and having incredible results, which you will find out about in this episode. Before we do get into the episode, I want to make sure you guys are getting out to meet other Bitcoiners. Uh, there are some conferences coming up here in Europe. Riga, number one Bitcoin Maxi meetup. Uh, the Baltic Honey Badger, get across there if you can. Amsterdam, Bitcoin Magazine are bringing their big conference from Miami to Amsterdam. It won't be anywhere near as big. I think they might be expecting anywhere between three to 5,000 plebs, but get across there if you can. There is a link in the show notes that will give you a discount. Go ahead and hit that and you should get 10% off. Uh, Liberty in Our Lifetime is going to be in Prague at the end of October. This is being put on by Free Cities Foundation. Bitcoin maximalist Peter Young is behind that. That's going to be a cool one, actually, because we're going to be able to bridge a, gra- a gap between um, people that aren't yet into the Bitcoin space, but have this kind of freedom maximalist ideas and uh, how Bitcoin is obviously plugging into that community very nicely as well. Get across to the Swan Bitcoin conference, the Pacific Bitcoin conference. Again, these links are in the show notes. You will get discounts if you hit these links. Uh, Use the code Oh, they're different. Princey for the Pacific or Prince in Liberty in Our Lifetime. Just, Just hit those links and you'll be fine. Or check the show notes. Uh, make sure you're stacking as well, guys. Swan Bitcoin, as I just mentioned, they're putting on this conference, but they are also a stacking service in the US, or they have the Swan Private for global customers. So go ahead and check out swanbitcoin.com. Use forward slash bitten as the referral link there to get yourself $10. Relay are the Swan of uh, Europe. R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash bits and go sign up with those guys brilliant stacking service but also like swan have this white glove service if you are a uh, a private client and looking to put on a nice big size position coincorner.com you can go and set up an account with this exchange you can use euros or sterling on there you can set up your auto buys you can order your bulk card and start using that in merchants that accept bitcoin they're doing amazing work with lightning and so much more to come from Danny and the team over at Coin Corner. So check them out. But if you've not taken control of your keys, you have not con- taken tr- control of your coins, and you are not in control. You just don't have anything. They're other people's Bitcoin. So you need to get yourself a hardware wallet. You can use the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition by Shift Crypto. You can use shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten or use the code bitten for 5% discount at checkout. 
And then buy some books, guys. Consensus Network have you covered in as many languages as you can think of. Check it out and enjoy this show. All right, guys, we are recording. Good to uh, good to see the Bridge to Bitcoin team. We, we need to do like a sound off or something. So, like, you know, you can all announce yourselves. There's so many of us here today. Who's going first? Who wants to? Who wants to go? Shall I go first? You go for it. So I'm 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 Christopher from Bridge to Bitcoin, and I also run Bitcoin Surrey. Um, go on, someone else take the mic. Well, I, I'm Simon. Um, I am. Um, I I also run uh, the Northamptonshire Bitcoin Network, um, and part of Bridge to Bitcoin as well. And, and I'm James, uh, and I run Berkshire Bitcoiners, and also a partner with Simon and Christopher in in Bridge to Bitcoin. And oh. we've been joined by someone else on the screen. Who's that? We have. So, Lauren, you got to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Podcast. <laughs> Run the Once Bitten <laughs> Podcast. Essential stuff. All right, Lauren, come on then. What, what, right, what's your so question? I've got a question for all of you. Why do you buy Bitcoin? Ooh. That, that's not the question I was expecting, Lauren. And I'm I'm disappointed you've come prepared. Yeah. I was I was expecting to rib into you for being unprepared. I was expecting a little bit of hesitation, just to give me a few seconds, just to give you a nudge. Well, go on, James. Go, Looks like over that. You're about to. Yeah, go on. So, I, I'm I'm at or nearing retirement. Spent twenty years in financial services, and uh, I'm worried uh, about uh, the money system. So that's why I buy Bitcoin because I see it as a as a safety net um, for things going wrong, which I, I'm yeah is significantly worrying if you if you've spent your life labouring to build up uh, some assets and then you worry you know you may still have many years left uh, inshallah um, and but you're very reliant upon the system. Uh, the monetary system continuing to exist more or less in its current status um and, and you've sold your time you know you're in that part of your life where you perhaps aren't going to have so much time left to sell and you're relying on living off the assets that you've built up during your working life so so that's why i buy bitcoin all right that, that's a good that's a good reason I mean, thank you. The good question as well. It's a good question. You. you can tell by the fact that uh, we're we're all stumped, thinking on our feet here. So, Lauren, are you going to put like because these guys are going to say, "No, you go first. No, you go first. So you've got to decide. Is it Simon or Chris? I'm going to go Chris because then he can get it over and done with. Oh, thank you, Lauren. I like I like the spin you put on there. Smart, like it. Thank you. Why do I buy Bitcoin? Bitcoin. I guess there are many reasons like for many people it's so it's multifaceted why i buy bitcoin um bitcoin makes me excited it gives me hope hope for the future it's the hardest form of money so i know that my savings won't be eroded i think it's a level it's a leveling playing field if you like for everyone across the globe um yeah it makes me really excited it gives me hope i'm going to keep it short and brief rather than ramble on about all the positive attributes of bitcoin go on that's me done all right I, well i buy it because i suppose after i've slowly ramped up 
more into it as I've spent a lot of time studying it. And the more I've studied it, the more I realize I need to be more invested in Bitcoin and to the point where I'm 100% invested in Bitcoin now. But I buy it because the reasons the other guys said, I mean, it is the greatest money ever created. And so why would I put my money into a lesser money? Bitcoin's the greatest money, so that's the only that's the only money I need to use to store my value and my wealth. So good answers. Why why do you buy Bitcoin, Lauren? I knew that one was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I don't know what the interview here's done. Sorry. <laughs> why do I buy Bitcoin? You don't. I, yeah, that's you, what I was going to say. I don't. I only get, like, daddy gives it. No, me. no, you it's earn like, Bitcoin. Ah. From the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that there is there is a little difference. I guess well, no, when you get birthday money and things like that and Christmas money, you do convert it into Bit into Bitcoin. So you do buy and you do earn Bitcoin. So, But why? Uh, because I have a dad and he talks about it a lot. So I listen sometimes and um i i think it's just like amazing on how one person just did this and then it can just like change the world and it's it's just it's just like so helpful too and also i might need it in the future so it's good to like you know put it in and have it Oh, you will need it in the future. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Looking after and your future self. Instead of it going down, like when you just put it in the banks, it goes up. And that will be even better because if you put it in for like, I don't know, a couple, two years, maybe longer, you get more money than you did in the bank. Instead, you lose less, like, like, like more money. And in Bitcoin, you could just take it out whenever you want. But in the banks, you can take it out. But you always lose, like, I don't know, a, like a couple pounds or it won't let you take out that much money because it's too much or like you know you need a reason to take it out for like it's just good answer lauren good answer you know turn the tables on you so i've got a follow-up question for you all right so your your dad said you you earn bitcoin but you don't buy bitcoin so you do you get the choice as to whether or not you earn bitcoin for your chores or whatever it is you're doing or you can take fiat or something else the reason I ask is because my kids, they have the choice as well. So they can either have X number of Satoshis or something else, like a Pokemon card or something like that. And they 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 sometimes choose the Satoshis and sometimes they choose a Pokemon card. Right. So my dad did like a sheet of chores, like, you know, vacuum the cars, like bring logs down from the woods or like stuff like that. And he says like four euros, two euros. You can like we can ask him to put them into Bitcoin, or we could just keep it like like what you said. You can do the chores first. Yeah, but we don't do any of the chores. We don't do any of the chores. So, but do you do you always go for the satoshis, Lauren, or do you sometimes go for fiat or something else? I sometimes go for fiat because I I have a I have a little piggy bank and I want to put some money in it. So, so yeah. In the years that go by, I could just open it and like, oh yeah, I got this, you know. And do you and do you sometimes go for fiat because there aren't many merchants in your area 
that accept Bitcoin. See the segue there? Do you like that segue? Yeah, <laughs> but I I don't see myself using it actually. Maybe when I'm a bit older. But I had I have no reason to buy anything yet with it. And uh, I mean, there's some things that I find cool, but I'm just like, it's not worth it. So what do you do with your fiat money then? You sometimes just, ask just for fiat. And then like, sometimes I'm like, oh, Bitcoin. Or like sometimes when it's all like birthday, my dad reminds me of Bitcoin. I was like, oh yeah, there's some like that. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe convert a bit more like that too. Or like, no, I just think of it sometimes, but not a lot. Okay. You're almost living a Bitcoin standalone. We got some work to do with you, Laura. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. You're nearly almost there. 100% Bitcoin. I like your low time preference, though, that there's not much that you want. I like that. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> Think of anything you want right now? Carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the low time preference. <laughs> That is, that is literally it. straight from the gut, that answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, love a you, whole Lauren. one or a slice? A slice. Oh, right. It's too much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Any more questions? Uh, No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, do you want to say goodbye to the guys? Great to see you, Lauren. Bye, Lauren. Catch you again soon. Bye. I, I thought Lauren was going to come up with a more obvious question like what do you guys do or what the bridge to bitcoin do or something a nice sort of intro question <laughs> rather than that hardcore grilling why do you buy bitcoin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen mate that that's the beauty mm -hmm. of it uh yeah there, there's very little prep beforehand in fact she tells me off because she's like I, I say, Lauren, we got a, a podcast in 15 minutes. And why didn't you tell me that? You, oh, yeah, I did tell you this morning at 9.30, but like clearly that's forgotten. So anyway, <laughs> you, you guys all have kids, so you, you know what that's like. Yeah. Uh, before we before we get into like uh, who you guys are, what you do, and you know how you found Bitcoin or whatever else, uh, big cheers to the moon. I think everyone's got a beer. So toasting uh, Satoshi. Oh, Simon, you have an Adnams, I see uh shilling yeah, peroni james what what the oh <laughs> chris is shilling the bridge to bitcoin Mike. <laughs> what, what do you have in there i'm sure it's very uh i'm i'm, I'm caffeinated up i haven't beard it up because otherwise oh. i'd probably be asleep by the end right. my, my kids were up during the night so oh, been dear. many hours so i'm 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 on the caffeine you remind me of that um blackadder episode which where one? he where he's having the, uh, the great booze up with uh, his uh, his Catholic aunt and uncle that come to a uh, anyway for the British listeners that one uh, Baldrick when I say pass my very strong ale pass me water <laughs> 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 anyway right um, Adnams actually Simon I visited the Adnams store in Harleston in Norfolk when I was staying with my parents I don't know if I told mm, you this yes. story yeah. Um, and um, I, I had to pay for my slabs of beer that I was replacing that I'd been drinking at my old man's. And they um, they informed me that they've moved to a cashless uh, scheme here at Adnams. Right. Luckily, there was a guy in there from, from head office, so I could question him directly as to that decision. And uh, I'm like, this is an absolute disastrous decision. Like, How on earth has anybody 
come to that decision. Who's made that business deal? Oh, well, you know, there were meetings about them. Are the stockholders at all pleased with this? I mean, well, yeah, you know, but yeah. Like you've just like there's so much wrong with what this decision means first of all you are excluding people that do not have a bank card and just cannot come in here and, and shop with with cash second of all you are pushing you're imposing a a um a, a cash uh excuse me a uh, a payment method on me where i was fully prepared to pay you in cash and thirdly you heard of Bitcoin. And then the other two guys in the shop, they, they just started. <laughs> and I'm like, like, this is, this is disastrous what you guys are doing. Like, you know, the gloves are off here because you're going the complete opposite way to where the people on the street are going. And, um, you know, what, what you're giving up as a business. And by the way, guys, this was across all their pubs as well. So even mm -hmm. if you go in for one pint, bam, you've got to use your card. So again, you know, pure exclusion against people such, you know, like just plumbers and carpenters and people like that that may not bank, that may just take mm -hmm. the cash. I'm not talking about like homeless riffraff, which they, you know, that would be their argument, right? The top brass argument. Um, asking them whether they realized how much money they're giving up if they're giving up one and a half to three percent of every transaction across their whole business operation, we are talking probably in the millions of pounds every year that they're giving up to a Visa or MasterCard payment network. So if there's a target for you guys, I would say Adnums are probably Adnums. top of the list. <laughs> and they make great beer. It's so it's so annoying. It's not just the fees for the other for the other payment methods, but it's also that they're they're pushing some customers away. So um, you know, those who want to buy with cash will go to the pub next door. Um, and also those who disagree with this kind of idea that we're now airing will avoid going to Adnum's pubs. So, I mean, it's, it's a very negative marketing decision as well as a financial one. Yeah. Whereas if you flip that, and if they just said, we now accept Bitcoin, yeah. even if they don't hold it on their balance sheet, they have marketing... Uh, they're on the front pages, right? This yeah. is what people don't mm. understand. So, yeah. right, I'm going to let you guys riff over um, Bridge to Bitcoin and uh, and and how you come to to form this as a team and work together. So, whoever wants to like take this on, go for it. Let's let the plebs know who you are. We start with our personal stories, then, and uh, and then and then why we came together. Is that let's that do right? that? Yeah, let's do that. Like fiat yeah. life. Uh, yeah. And then, Chris, you know. Okay. Um, so I guess I'm. Let's start with. Okay, personal story. I'm class of 2017. Got into Bitcoin late 2017, um, and loved the bull run at the end there of 2017 and early 2018, and then completely freaked when we had that so-called crash in 2018 down to 3,000 US dollars. And if I'm perfectly honest, I bottled it and I did the I did the newbie thing and I, I didn't sell any, but I just stopped buying. When I could have been DCAing, it's that classic noob, oh, if only I had, if only I'd bought more, if only I got in earlier. Um, so I stopped buying 
because not because I lost confidence in the fundamentals of Bitcoin, but because I thought that others might lost confidence in the fundamentals. So I, I got it. I was like, this is brilliant. But why, why is the price tanking? Is, 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 is everyone just gone, actually, no, we don't want it. So I bottled it. And it wasn't until the price started coming up where I started gaining my confidence again and started um, stacking again. Um, and now, now we're, are we in a bear market? I guess we are in a bear market again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, it doesn't, doesn't bother me now. Having, it's that classic, once you've been through one cycle, the, the other ones don't matter. Um, so that's, that's when I came into Bitcoin. And I met Simon and James, um, courtesy of another podcaster, uh, Peter McCormack. Um, after he bought Real Bedford, um, we went went along to watch Real Bedford last season. Um, um, we met up there. We happened to, I think one of you organised, must have been you, Simon, organised. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, so we got chatting um, had some, as Bitcoiners do, had some similar sentiments with regards to what we want Bitcoin to do and um, came to the conclusion. I don't exactly know how it came about, but after some rambling conversations, we we had some agreements down the merchant route and decided to form Bridge to Bitcoin. Um, so, yeah, that that's my very brief sort of bitcoin to bridge to bitcoin story um and your your fiat life just so uh the plebs get a, ooh, a feel yeah. for that yeah so that's complex as you know princey so <laughs> i've got i've got a few hats which one should i start with i'll start with my my medic hat so technically i'm a registered paramedic although i haven't practiced in a while so if i'm honest i probably won't um, renew my registration when it next comes up. Um, so yeah, I worked for the NHS for some time, um, did a bit of project work for them on some national programs. That was interesting to say the least. I won't, uh, I won't talk about the NHS now and the, the, the beast of the organization that it is and how enormous it is and inefficient it is. No, I'm contradicting myself now. I'm started talking about it. Um, um, so yeah, I worked for, for the NHS for a bit, um, but yeah, technically I'm 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 not at the moment. Um, I also wear a bridge to Bic. No, no. I also wear a um, business angel investing hat. So invest in companies or startups that are looking for some assistance or some help. So the one I talk about most often because it's it's an easy it's an easy one to talk about without people getting too riled up about it and they love it is I'm one of the founding investors of a company called The Wave in Bristol or The Wave Bristol which is an inland surf park so effectively it's a man-made lake um, which generates man-made waves which you can surf at will and that was built on what we called what we called at the time on, on a concept that's not a new concept it's a concept from around the 70s i believe called a triple bottom line um which the the three bottom lines are fin financial um uplift so having financial metrics um social metrics upon which you measure your success <laughs> in business and your environmental metrics so the business needs to have metrics in all three in order to 
um, essentially um, show that it's doing well. So nowadays we'll, we call that ESG. <laughs> but back then it was a good thing. Um, so yeah, it was built on on those triple metrics um, on that triple bottom line. Um, yeah, and the business is doing well. Um, that business opened just before the pandemic, which wasn't so good, but it's back up and running now. And the team are doing a great job in Bristol. Um, next site will be our London site, all being well. We've got sites up in London in the Lee Valley. Um, so the Lee Valley Authority are very keen, which is great. Um, and there are other people who are looking um, to... Um, get on board with the wave so hopefully at some point there'll be other other locations of, of the wave but um i'm i'm not involved in the operations of that so the team the team touch base with me as very so often actually i'm hoping to catch up with one of the team um very soon to talk about another site which i won't reveal um, okay does the wave accept bitcoin i'm where i have sowed the seed um and um so I'm on it um, and I'm excited for that. Not yet. And Coin Corner, actually. So the business development team at Coin Corner. So Jenny and Ben, shout out to them if they're listening. Um, they are keen on um, hopefully them going down the Coin Corner route. So um, I'm, I'm on it and hopefully we'll get them down to the wave if they want to go down the Coin Corner route, which I think is probably the best route for the wave. Um, so hopefully won't be too long so we've got a, a little bit of orange pilling to do it's quite a big operation as a board and so there are quite a few a few um pills to sow if you like um but hopefully we'll get there i'm sure joe hall from uh coin telegraph joe nakamoto he'll come down yes. and help you he's a big surfer yes so. i was talking to joe um when was it that we saw it was it last weekend yeah, he last, was at real bedford meetup yeah. yeah yes i gave him a lift to the station afterwards and we were chatting right that's right yeah and surfing so yeah we'll have to get joe down there to do some orange pilling as well maybe maybe have a bitcoin uh, orange pilling session yeah at the I'm wave. up for that i'm up yeah. for that yeah. just to just to show the board at the wave how many bitcoiners there are and how how much extra revenue they could be bringing into the place during those off-peak times it's a bit like bitcoin mining all those bitcoiners will probably go during those off-peak times when no one else wants to go and sweep up all those sessions that no one else wants. Um, Loads of opportunity for boating accidents as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good, Simon. Very good. Um, all right, Simon. Well, do, do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go next, mate? Fill us in on um, kind of like your your fiat background. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a maintenance engineer, so just living the pleb life, um, doing that. That's pretty much what I've done most of my career i suppose since i left school um i discovered bitcoin in similarly to chris actually right before um the end of a bull run so but it was in 2013 um november 2013 discovered bitcoin bought some bitcoin um but um thought it was a genius for six weeks or so <laughs> until until it all started to come crashing down. And um, so I went through the Mount Gox, um, going bankrupt and all that sort of business. And my family, we, we all moved to um, to um, Ireland and uh, spent a couple of years there. And, and during that time, kind of 
put you know kind of put it on the back burner and um didn't really think too much about it i was still trying to orange peel family and friends over in ireland um but back then i think there wasn't it wasn't quite such a definite thing that you know that it was going to succeed it didn't seem seem it for me i suppose and and, and maybe I, it was mostly because i hadn't gone far enough down the rabbit hole and learned enough about it I sort, of, I sort of studied it i suppose from a bit more of a technical um side i suppose um and not the philosophical side didn't really learn about the, the scarce what the scarcity element of it meant i guess I did listen to some podcasts. I listened to the um, um, Let's Talk Bitcoin podcast, which had Andreas Antonopoulos on it. And, and um, you know, I listened to a lot of episodes of that. So I, I got a good understanding of it and understood it enough, I suppose, that I didn't sell during that time. And, and you know, I only bought a small amount, but um, it was worth very little through those two years that I kind of forgot about it. It wasn't until we moved back to England um, in 2016, the price was beginning to come back up and um started getting a bit more interested in it then and instead of selling bought more um and then really started to learn about it and and you know that's when and i, and I did i just happened to have a job at that time you know being a maintenance engineer i guess it's a bit like um being a being a firefighter or something where you know in some some instances and this particular job was where I could sit around on my ass really a lot of the time out the computer uh, waiting for something to go wrong and um I could I could just read essays you know that's when I started reading things like shelling out by um, Nick Zabo and um you know the bullish case for bitcoin and all those um you know just going through that Nakamoto Institute uh, website I would just sit there that bookmarked on my browser and every day i'd i'd be reading those listening to podcasts listening to your podcast listening to peter mccormack's podcast and um um what's the uh what's the what, citizen bitcoin he said to that one brady yeah brady yeah he said, he said that. that was a good one um loads of those and that just really it just flipped it for me it was it, and you know like a lot of us it became the only thing i could think about and um and and you know annoyed my wife with with the um, continually talking about it. Um, so I mean, you so, said that in the past tense. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't I don't annoy her anymore because she's kind of orange pilled. So <laughs> we talk about it together, you know. So um, and and I, and and she, you know, she very much got on board with me. Um, in in a lot of ways, listening to Daniel's podcast. I mean. Um, I've, I said this to you before, where um, the, the guests that you have on um, really um, are in the alternative, um, not just, you're not talking about macroeconomics and stuff all the time, you know, like some podcasts. So you would have a guest on that was talking about nutrition. Um, and I would be thinking, she this would be like, she would love this podcast. Um, but it's talking about nutrition through a Bitcoin lens that got her starting to think, okay, I, and it started to connect a few of the dots, you know, because we'd we'd always watched, um, you know, those pod, um, like Netflix documentaries and things about how the chicken farming industry was terrible, and she was very, really interested in that sort of stuff and how the food system was really going down the toilet and had gone down the toilet a long time 
before you know so um that brought her it connected dots for her you know how it was really the money that was broken um and that was making the food system broken and so that brought her on board so that was great so we would talk about that kind of stuff together um but we didn't really have any other friends that were into bitcoin as much as we tried to get more of them into bitcoin um nobody was really i mean i got some friends that would buy a little bit but then certainly weren't bitcoiners um so i think that's i don't want to get ahead of things but that's probably what inspired me really to start bitcoin events.uk and and to to um you know start networking with other bitcoiners and really start the meetup thing going and um um find some friends <laughs> yeah exactly you know, which is important it and, truly um, is yeah yeah so um yeah and, and here we are today with um living pretty much on a you know 100% in bitcoin um you know and 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 this was the this was the killer moment um a few months ago when she actually suggested that we sold the house to buy bitcoin and i knew my job was done you know? <laughs> <laughs> simon so, simon you still have a house though we still have a house yeah so i'm the one now which is being cautious hang on <laughs> really you want to sell the house no, we might rent it out. We're thinking of going traveling potentially. Um, you know, after listening to some of Daniel's podcasts, you know, the uh, Timothy Allen one especially was very uh, inspirational to us. So um, that's yeah. the way to do it. We'll see yeah. what the future holds. But um, at the moment, we're fiat mining and um, putting as much of it into Bitcoin as we can. All our savings are in and um, hoping for that Bitcoin future. Excellent. All right, James, over to you, my friend. Uh, yeah, right. Well, I'm uh, the oldest of the three, um, but I'm also the youngest into Bitcoin. So I'm class of 20, 2020. So I'm still in my first cycle. And uh, so I'm feeling like you were, Chris, in uh, 2016 or 20, no, the beginning of 2018. After, yeah. I'm probably like you, Simon, in was yeah. it 2014. So, yeah. you know, have, have some sympathy for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 23 grand, mate. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but somehow, I, I, you know, I have, um, obviously, I didn't really, I didn't start buying until, you know, sort of mid-2020. Um, and initially, it was just to, to dip a toe because, um, as I said, we're 20, I'm an accountant, and I'd worked 20 years in traditional finance, and I'd effectively stopped working. And it was during COVID, it was in May 2020, not related to COVID, it was, it, there were organisational restructurings and I just got an opportunity. So I thought, well, now's the chance. I never positively selected this that as a career. It kind of happened like I think it does to a lot, a lot of people. Um, and I said, well, what will I do? So the first thing I did was I did a research MSc. Um, and uh, when I was trying to work out the topic I was going to do, because obviously this was self-paid because I was now no longer had a sponsor in, a, in an employer so I had freedom of choice and I, and I went through the things that I'm in, interested in personal finance computer science mathematics economics and as I was kind of looking at sort of mind map of this stuff I kind of thought oh cryptocurrencies now I'm going to use the word crypto for just just a little bit right at the intro to my story if, if I'm allowed okay because it is it is it is what happened um I thought, well, yes, I, I've been aware of those things and, and that'd be quite interesting to do some research on, you know. So 
So I sent, I made my, wrote my proposal, which was about, and it specifically said in the proposal, actually not Bitcoin. <laughs> um, and that, you know, and they, they sort of accepted it and they had some issues with it, but they basically said, yeah, that, that's fine. You can, you can do research on that topic. Um, and then I started to do some reading and uh, reading about history of money. And then, and then I read some, some quite fiat type books and then and then in june 2020 i read the bitcoin standard and i started to want to reshape uh, my research topic so i went back to my supervisor and said can i can i kind of adjust this and twist it around and so eventually the proposal topic became bitcoin versus gold and it was just an analysis of bitcoin and gold and yeah over, over a time period and looking at the price movements and stuff like that largely largely rubbish output to be if i'm honest with you right like most a lot of masters kind of research documents are it doesn't really contain a lot of value probably the best value it has is that chris can now go around saying oh we've lost him he's frozen <laughs> i'm gonna finish off what i like to advertise so yeah. i like to advertise on james behalf that james has a master's in bitcoin as a result of his stuff. <laughs> I don't know anyone else who has a master's in Bitcoin. So I yes. I go around blowing yeah. his trumpet for him on behalf of Bridge to Bitcoin. So yeah. Yeah, Don't sorry, I've turned yeah, I've turned my video off to increase the uh... there he is, James. James the Masters with Bitcoin. He's he's back. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've got to that bit. Yeah. So the, basically yeah. that's the biggest value in my in my research is that Chris can now go around saying oh, I've got a master's in Bitcoin. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um but after, after it finished i'd obviously i'd become extremely interested in it and then i thought well i don't have to worry about reading journals and citing academic research and everything anymore i can just having finished it in december 2020 i can now go and learn what i want to learn and follow the all of those avenues all of the little diversions down the rabbit warren there all sorts of different stuff and i basically just disappeared into this just like everyone does i guess you know but i just disappeared into this five or six months of really really intense learning um yeah i think now i've, I've done about two and a half thousand hours um of, of research since i started in kind of april may 2020 um and uh and, and the thing i looking back on it the thing i find most incredible is i'm an accountant I worked in financial services for 20 years. And if you'd have asked me in May 2020, when I finished, what is money? I couldn't have answered that question. Now, if someone who's an accountant who works in financial services for 20 years can't answer the question, what is money? That's kind of all you need to know mm -hmm. about TradFi. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, maybe there are some guys there who could answer that, but 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 I couldn't. There isn't, mate. There isn't. I, I I worked in foreign exchange for eighteen years. I could not answer the question, "What is money?" I was dealing with currency every single day. Had no idea what is money. And now, even when I speak to uh, you know my old colleagues and uh, old peers and uh, network from from that world, no one no one knows. No. It's only the bitcoiners that know, <laughs> and the gold bugs. I would say, uh, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just um, yeah? And so, so then my then it was about coming out. So then you know, right. I sort of <laughs> last year and then 
eventually. Well, things escalated quickly. That's what he said to me the first time he met yeah. me as well. James, yeah. it's a Bitcoin-only show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real thing because I because you know you sort of learn all this stuff. It's all in your head, and maybe you've, you you know you've transferred assets. You're buying, you're investing, and you. But 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 then there's a kind of realization. Well, what does that mean for my actual life? I mean, am I just going to sit on the sofa or sit on the sunbed and and what or, or watch box sets, or am I going to actually come and do something in 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 the space? And so you go through that thought process, and then it was okay. Well, I'd listen to you know uh, what Bitcoin did podcast amongst hundred. Yeah, just I was soaking up everything I could, um, but. You know, there's guys in Bedford and he's bought a football club. I thought, well, I'll just go up there. I mean, there might be two or three Bitcoiners hanging around. And and there was Simon and there was Christopher. And, you know, it was a, that was a great experience. Um, and you said to me, this, this is the, my first time coming out as yeah, a Bitcoiner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I say that on the day? Did I say that on the day? Is that my first? Yes, what you said. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's how it felt. It was, you know, it's very... Uh, I, you know, and if anybody anybody on here is listening to this, and I mean, I know a lot of people are worried about privacy and offset, but you also have to live your life. And, you know, meeting other Bitcoiners is really important. Even if you don't actually necessarily want to do anything, just the, you know, the, the, just the, the chat and, and the social side of it is a really, really important thing. Um but I did want to do something. I wanted to be able to, in Reading, to be able to use my Bitcoin to to live. So I wanted a grocer's, I wanted a pub, or a restaurant, or a cafe. And so, and I think Simon, you'd heard something on another podcast, hadn't you, about this trade-off with uh, being yeah. able to market? Yeah. So, so you knew, you came out. I went. That's brilliant. Yeah. What, what what was that, Simon? That you'd heard? Well, I'd been listening to. Um, I think it was like in January of this year. Um, I was listening to a Twitter Spaces, and it was Brian Harrington, actually. I think the um, um, American pod, um, Bitcoiner. Um, he was talking about how um, meetups and um, merchant adoption can really work very well hand in hand together. How if you've got a meetup and you've got twenty, thirty um, members of that meetup group. Um, you can really use that then as leverage when you, um, you know, say you approach your your local baker and you you say to them, well, you know, at no extra cost to you, you can accept Bitcoin and I've got 20, 30 guys here which will all come and buy bread from you um, and open up that whole new set of customers to them. And um, it was it was him sort of, putting those two things together because I'd been thinking about, you know, starting a meetup. Um, and I'd also been thinking about, yeah, I should really get out there and try and get some of these local shops around me onboarded. But the two of those that they could work so hand in hand together just was a real light bulb moment um, for me. So that's where I just, um, that inspired me then to, to start the first, you know, I needed to start the meetup. So I started the Northamptonshire Bitcoin Network um, because of that, and um, and, the, and then from that, I didn't, I couldn't really find anywhere to get it listed. There didn't seem to be any UK, and not, and there, and there really wasn't that many UK meetups. Um, 
so I thought I'd start a website myself. I started uh, BitcoinEvents.uk, and that um, and listed my own first, and then um, found all the others that I could, listed them on there, and um, and then encouraged some other people to to get them started as well because there was lots of gaps around the country uh, where they they just and there still is many gaps. Um, I mean, we need them in every city. Um, and I mean, uh, one way I like to think about it is that every meetup is like a node, you know, it's like, we need nodes everywhere because that each node is, is a little community, um, um, from which we can, we can sp spread out. And if there was a Bitcoin meetup in every city, um, the, the merchant adoption that can come from that is, is just absolutely immense you know you've got i mean coin corner is a, is a great example where there's a lot of bitcoiners there and that's there's huge merchant adoption because they're really all working together they're pulling in the same direction and there's a, a massive amount of merchants um being onboarded there but if we can we can there's no reason why we can't replicate that in every city around around the uk every town every village so um we can um sort of maybe in, in, encourage that a little bit bitcoin events is somewhere that you can list your website um you know i've been helping some guys get there the the sort of steps that you need to take you know a, a common thing is is getting telegram getting a telegram group set up getting a twitter account set up you know getting the logo and a name right and everything and then i mean that's basically all you need to do to get it started get the word out there bitcoin events can can list the meetup and um and then from there they can they've just got to find a venue i mean and, and and anything is better than nothing you know starting usually start small you know it might be five guys that just meet up in in the local pub for some beers um and at the point that we are at the market at the moment you're not going to get a a lot of sort of bitcoin curious people you're going to get bitcoiners you know you're going to get hardcore bitcoiners that have been in it for for a while because they're the kind of people that um that are going to want to go and meet other bitcoiners you know someone that's just bought 500 pounds worth of bitcoin and forgotten about it in a wallet is not going to go and um seek out other bitcoiners so at the moment we, we get real bitcoiners and it's bringing those together you know they're all coming out the shadows and um coming to the events that we're organizing um you know you make new friends um and I, I was saying to these guys the other day, you know, like a, a, a Bitcoin meetup is almost like um, it's like a wedding day. It's like a, a wedding day where everybody's the bride and groom because everybody wants to talk to everybody. And it's exhausting in a way because it's just yeah. full on talking nonstop the whole time. And like we, we were all at Bedford um, and what were we there for 10, 11 hours at the end? Yeah, I was, was mental. I was absolutely exhausted <laughs> by the time we got to the restaurant. I could barely string a sentence together. And um, because it was like 10 hours of full on talking, because you want to go around and talk to everybody. Um, but that's what it's like. It's, it's, I mean, it's such great fun. Um, so, so be, before we, before, let's give the, let's give the, the listeners an idea of, um, you know, what ages we're all at right now because you know there might be some people out there are dying to meet other bitcoiners but they're thinking maybe they're too old too young like don't know it's like what well, you know i'm 46 how about you guys i'm 47 44 53 all right 
So this isn't a millennial thing, right? This is no. this isn't a Zuma thing. <laughs> you know, this is Generation X. G- Gen X, right. yeah, lonely as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and and want to meet each other before we get put into the climate lockdown, right? You know, yeah. we, we come out of COVID lockdown. We know climate lockdown's coming, so let's do this thing right now and and build. And what yeah. you guys are doing, I think, like concentrating on the merchant adoption is a, a, a freaking awesome idea. So, Chris, why don't you lead off with um, why merchant adoption and why Coin Corner solved that problem so eloquently? Right. I was hoping that Lauren would kick us off with something like that. <laughs> anyway, we're almost an hour in. We've, we've got to the question I was expecting Lauren to pop. Um, so, why merchant adoption? And maybe because I don't think we've actually explained to any listeners who we are. We're, like I say, almost an hour in. But Bridge to Bitcoin, we essentially encourage and facilitate merchants to accept Bitcoin as a means of payment. Um, um, and why do we do that? And ways we do well, there are there are various ways that we can do it. Um, so we offer a number of packages to merchants to do this. So they can go down. A number of routes, a self-sovereign route, Coin Corner is big in the space. So those who haven't heard of Coin Corner, any noobs that might be listening, because I'm probably going to promote this this episode of the podcast to lots of people, lots of new merchants who are new to the space. Coin Corner are big in the space. Um, but yeah, there are various ways of doing it. And why why should why would merchants want to do it? Um, well, I guess merchants would want to accept Bitcoin because, well, there are multiple reasons, but one of the angles we come at is that as a merchant, if you accept Bitcoin, you've only really got upside. There is no downside to accepting Bitcoin. Um, in Bitcoin as a, as a base layer is, is a little slow compared to what we have now. So it can take up to 10, 10 minutes or it can take 10 minutes for a transaction to be confirmed. And there are fees associated with it that might make buying something like a coffee not so efficient. But we, we've had for um, a little while now the Lightning Network, which means that we can transact Bitcoin or merchants can accept Bitcoin over the Lightning payment rail for next to zero transaction fees. We're talking fractions of a penny at near instant settlement. And I say near instant settlement because it might take a second or two for it to appear on your device or or your mobile phone. So it's near instant settlement. And because it's near instant settlement, there's no chargeback. So that merchant or that person has that hard sound money virtually instantly. There's no there's no fraud. You've got that money straight away. So there's no there's no overseeing body to say oh, actually, that was a false transaction. We're clawing that back. So if you as a merchant have sold £100 worth of product and you've accepted, it, accepted Bitcoin payment over the Lightning payment rail, you've got that money versus Visa, who might potentially claw that back if it was a cloned debit card. Um, so that's a fantastic reason on its own to accept Bitcoin. Just those reduced transaction fees and near instant settlement with no chargeback. Um, but on the on the negative side, some merchants just aren't ready to hold Bitcoin or have Bitcoin on the books. I personally 
don't think it's that difficult. Um, James probably have something to say about this coming from an accountant background. But to me, Bitcoin's, uh, you can see Bitcoin as a currency, essentially, or treat it as a currency. That's one way of treating Bitcoin. Accountants will treat it in various different ways. But um, so I don't think it's personally that difficult, but it's everyone's prerogative as to whether or not they want to make their, their accounts more difficult. Um, and this is where I really like what Coin Corner has done. So Coin Corner in recent months have um, released the bulk card and the bulk card was, was taken the Bitcoin world by storm. So those who don't know what the bulk card is, it's a contactless Bitcoin debit card. Um, and the Bitcoiners love it. And if I'm honest, I was initially a bit poo-pooey about it. I was just like, we've got that technology already. I don't know why everyone's so excited by it. But what caught my imagination was what they were doing with the merchant app. Um, so as a merchant, if you accept Bitcoin and you have a Coin Corner merchant account, you have the option to accept Bitcoin payments but at point of sale, you can flip that Bitcoin straight into pound sterling. So what that means for a merchant is they get the benefits of near instant settlement. So no chargeback and near zero transaction fees. Um, I'll, I'll asterisk that with Coin Corner do charge a 1% flat rate fee for using their services. Um, but still, it's pretty damn good. So. And for the for the euro plebs as well, they could switch. Merchants in Europe can switch it to euro. Yeah, thanks for that, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's so huge. I, it's not UK only. That's yes. what I want to get across to the plebs. Yeah, it's yes, massive. Thank you. Yeah. thank you for that. Yes, yeah, so it's pounds earning or euros. Um, so it means merchants don't have to hold Bitcoin on their books or on the balance sheet. So they get all the benefits of Bitcoin and the Lightning payment rails without having to suffer the volatility or the perceived volatility of Bitcoin. So for me, there's only upside. Um, I think it's it's a no brainer really for merchants. And it's, so for me, it's not about going into merchants and trying to orange pill merchants about all the positive virtues of Bitcoin. There are various different angles, but you can go in and say, would you like additional revenue for your business? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Well, we have this amazing new payment rail for our currency. Um, or you can go and James came up with a fantastic line the other day when he was onboarding. I think he went, he and Matt from Coin Corner went to 63 merchants in Oxford the other day. Um, and James, James will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was going around essentially saying, oh, I've got Bitcoin and there are lots of Bitcoiners in this area who want to come and spend their currency. Would you accept it? Because they really want to spend their money on a Bitcoin at your shop. But can we help you accept our money? Um, yeah. So there are various <laughs> different angles, approaches, but yeah, there, there's only up, upside as, as, as I see. And for me, I kind of, you know, some people, maybe Bitcoin maxis might be, might not be so on my side with this, but I kind of prefer it if the merchants flip the Bitcoin into pound sterling. Now, my theory is that if they do that, you they they are still you're not orange pilling the merchant they they have started their orange pill journey just by accepting bitcoin mm. and it's a soft sell if you like it's a soft it's a soft orange pill mm -hmm. because 
we're not we're not pushing anything on them. They're still benefiting from the extra revenue that hopefully all the Bitcoiners will will come. And on, on that note, Bitcoiners Bitcoiners are a crazy bunch, aren't they? Yep. I've never seen Bitcoiners so happy to spend their money. <laughs> now, now, if 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 you haven't seen a Bitcoiner go to a shop and spend their Bitcoin, you will be amazed. When Bitcoiners go and use their bulk card or their QR code, whatever it is, they are ecstatic. They turn around to their friends, they record it on their phones, they go, yes, I bought a coffee, this is brilliant. And then they tweet it on social media like it's never happened in the world. And they're so happy to spend their money at those shops. And the catchment area is huge. Like these merchants will, will get customers from virtually all over the country. Bedford was a good example at the Bedford meetup um, and all other meetups. At the Surrey meetup, we get people from all the way down on the South Coast, from all the way, you know, the, the middle counties of England. We get people from all over the place. So people will come. The catchment area is huge, is what I'm saying. And customers, Bitcoiners, are so happy to spend their money. So for me, my, my theory is, that will start the orange pill that will help with the orange pill journey for those merchants or those workers in those shops because bitcoin is be coming in and they'll be the happy customers they'll be the ones coming in go they'll be really happy happy to buy their paninis or whatever it is really ecstatic oh i've never tasted a panini so good because i pay for it in bitcoin <laughs> this is amazing and it'll make those owners hopefully think if we have enough bitcoiners coming in those owners those merchants start thinking something about these bitcoin, bitcoin they're, they're so happy we i don't understand we're we're in a recession there's war going on that everyone's poorer but these these bitcoiners they're so happy and they want to come to my shop they're positive people they're so nice there must be something about it and that orange pill will be a slow natural orange pill those merchants will maybe ask a couple of the Bitcoiners who don't seem too maxi or too toxic. Um, they might go, oh, can you tell me a little bit about Bitcoin? And it will be that, it won't be a hard sell. It'll just be a, a slow, natural learning process for those merchants. And slowly, hopefully, they'll understand Bitcoin more and more. And then eventually they'll go, actually, I'm not going to flip it into pounds anymore. I'm going to keep it as the Bitcoin because I get it. And I see the positiveness of my Bitcoin customers that are coming in and they've shared some resources with me. They told me about this local meetup and now I'm going and eventually merchants will swallow that slow orange pill rather than us. And again, this is maybe a bit controversial by me uh, um, for me to say, but I think that orange pilling on an individual level is not very efficient. And it's, it's really resource heavy, if we're honest. Our conversion rate, if I can use that phrase, when we try and orange pill individuals, I imagine it's pretty poor. And it's it's hard work trying to orange pill individuals. And it's a massive rabbit hole to fall down to try to try and explain to someone in a few minutes without their eyes glazing over and then wanting to walk off and then thinking, this sounds like a cult. <laughs> he's trying to, to embroil me in a cult. He's talking about how it's going to change the world, how it's going to be better for people, how it's going to solve all the problems. Bitcoin fixes everything. He's a lunatic. On it's my not... Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, my thesis is that merchant adoption 
I think is where I would like to see Bitcoin is putting all their energy, much more of their energy, rather than trying to orange pill on an individual level, let's try and orange pill merchants just to accept Bitcoin on the lightning payment rails. And we can, we're then, what we're then doing, even if those, those merchants aren't keeping the Bitcoin, you're then increasing the liquidity of Bitcoin and its use case, even if they're not holding the Bitcoin. That liquidity is going up every day. And by doing this, by just going into, just try concentrating on merchants, it's slowly orange pill the country. If we can get a Bitcoin accepted here sign on every high street and then every other shop, slowly it will become the norm without us having to go around saying, listen people, Bitcoin fixes the world. I think it's much easier to just slowly slip Bitcoin in. It's another currency next to your Visa, MasterCard accepted here sign, Bitcoin accepted here. It's a much softer way of introducing to society. And I think more efficient, it will, it will just become integrated into society. And before we know it, hopefully Bitcoin will be accepted here and people will be naturally orange-pilled without us psychopaths trying to tell them it's going to fix the world. Um, and, and a working story for you. Uh, yeah. I, I spent about three and a half weeks back in the UK and finally convinced my my brother and his uh, his girlfriend, Sam, to start accepting Bitcoin at the Suffolk Jumble, Jungle Room in, yeah. in Metfield in Suffolk uh, via Coin Corner Merchant Account and uh, accepting Bitcoin. Bam. Like James turned up. James turned up for uh, a meetup. Like you said, the yeah. the sphere of influence. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that catchment area. Yeah, yeah that, that catchment area. Ben Weeks turned up. He was an hour and a half away. He came with his kids and he bought the little uh, Bitcoin chips. And we did that video that Bitcoin Magazine picked up on and like was has been seen, I don't know how many tens of thousands of times. But, you know, the, the business alone in, in three weeks, I think we had two or three meetups. A couple of randoms turned up from God knows where just to say, I heard you accept Bitcoin. Yeah. And then Matt from Coin Corner, he was coming down for the Oxford City thing, took a three and a half hour detour <laughs> to come to the Suffolk Jungle Room. They'd taken 600 pounds worth of business in Bitcoin in three wow. weeks. In Bitcoin. I'm going there this weekend, actually. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're, my auntie lives in uh, in Norwich, so we're going we're gonna to go for a spin over and, um, and go and see them. Make Brilliant. sure they're open because they're camping right now. So oh, okay, all oh, right. Call, okay. call ahead. Call ahead. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, just to back up what you were saying there, you know, um, for merchants that are listening, this is real. Like this is almost free marketing. If you're a marketer listening, if you if your job is marketing your business to people to draw people in to your shop front, to your cafe, to your product that you're selling online, doesn't matter what it is. All you have to say is Bitcoin accepted here and you can sign up with Coin Corner and you can flip it to pounds or euros and no one's none the wiser. The shopper's yeah. happy because they've been able, they've been offered another avenue in which to pay for their goods. You know, like I was talking about at the beginning with Adnams, just like the, the complete wrong approach. Yeah, I completely agree. It's an additional revenue stream essentially that maybe wouldn't be there for them. And, and yeah, they spend billions of pounds of like um like think tanks and meetings and like how can we increase revenue what what little widget do we need to add here should we do we need to cut our supply chain on this it, it's like guys accept bitcoin 
Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. And it's a good point you make about the marketing because we, you know, as as Bridge to Bitcoin, we will facilitate that affinity marketing. We will spread the word for them. Yeah. We will put them on the bitcoinevents.uk website on the map. Um, we will tweet it out via our Bridge to Bitcoin um, Twitter account. We'll tweet it out via our local uh, groups as well. Um, so they get they get free affinity marketing from us. There's only upside. And I'm going to go back to what um, you were talking about earlier. And Simon, you were you were essentially um, concentrating on in terms of how important the meetup scene is. So for me, as Simon said, I won't reiterate too much what you said, Simon. But that's that's a part of how I think uh, merchant adoption will be successful, as as Simon said. I, I think it's really important for people to set up local meetups. Often, you said it on the on another podcast, Simon. Um, you, I think you inspire people to to set up um, meet local meetup groups because it's so great when people when Bitcoiners who have only been on the internet finally meet someone in real life. There were a couple at the Bedford uh, meetup that we helped organise. So for those who are listening. Bedford had its first Bitcoin meetup at Real Bedford, which we assisted with organizing. And there were a few messages from people saying, I'm finally going to meet some Bitcoiners in real life and chatting to them afterwards. It was, you know, they were ecstatic because this can be really lonely. If, you, if you've never been to a, if you're a Bitcoiner listening to this and you've never been to a meetup, it's a wonderful thing because then you know it's real and you know these people are normal people. We're normal people. We're not psychopaths. Sometimes it comes across <laughs> as as quite strongly on Twitter. But if you go to a meetup, it's wonderful because then you can talk about Bitcoin without people looking at you funny, like you're a chancer or you're a weirdo who's who's joined some cult. So I, I completely concur with Simon. If setting up a meetup would be great for your space yeah. if you don't have one in your area and that connects as simon said with the with the merchant adoption really wonderfully and helps with the merchant adoption because then we can go around or you can go around to local merchants and go oh we've got at least you know 30 people in our local area who are bitcoiners and they will come to your bakers they will buy your bread because purely because you accept bitcoin you will get additional revenue. We're not talking about millions of pounds worth. You're not become a millionaire. But in these hard times, surely you'd want to accept a little bit more revenue mm-hmm. without any, with no downside. It's only upside. We will do the affinity marketing for you. So if you're a Bitcoiner out there and you're, you don't have a local meetup, think about setting one up. Get in contact with us mm-hmm. or Simon directly and we'll help. And also, this, this was an interesting, I had an interesting conversation with Jordan, who's, organizing the bitcoin collective in edinburgh in october and we we talked about bitcoin for i don't know how long a couple of hours or something like that as you do um and one of the things that came up was how how he's going to i'm going to give the game away so sorry jordan um one of the ways they can sign off the conference um and i said as big because as bitcoiners if you're new to bitcoin or you feel like you're not doing anything if you feel like you're just stacking and hodling but maybe you want to do more. You can set up a meetup, as Simon said. Or for me, it can, it can be even simpler if you want to do more for the space. For me, when you go shopping, before you pay, when you get out your card, or before you get out your card and you ask, oh, do you accept card? 
because obviously you accept cash because you're not mental like some chain of <laughs> anyway um before you get your card out and say do you accept card instead of saying do you accept card or just before that point of payment say four magic words do you accept bitcoin that's all you have to do the likelihood is they will say no once in a blue moon they might say yes and i think we'll come back to that story um but likelihood is they'll say no they might pull a funny face but at which point you can immediately go okay and you just carry on with your life you just say four words but if a bit if as bitcoiners we do that every time we go to a shop it sows the seed it normalizes bitcoin every time you go to pay do you accept bitcoin if merchants start hearing this every day it's going to sow the seed they're going to start thinking maybe we should do something about every, people at least we get at least one person a day who asks if we accept bitcoin and this will help with the merchant adoption with the liquidity of bitcoin with the use case of bitcoin and getting it into society and it being an actual usable currency which is which is what we'd like to see so we can live on a bitcoin standard so that would be one of my takes is those four magic words do you accept bitcoin you don't have to do anything else if they if they say oh how do i do that and they catch you off guard you can refer them to us bridge to bitcoin we've got a twitter handle we'll share them share that at the end or or on the show notes um just those four questions i think is all you have to do um i feel like i'm rambling Go on, <laughs> I'm, I'm, i would no. i would just there's one point that you raised about setting up it is an example today of setting up new groups bucks bitcoin today it was set up at least you know, I, I think it was set up today. I saw the first tweet. There's only like a handful of followers right now because it's just literally been set up today. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Buckinghamshire and you've been looking for a group, you don't have to come to Berkshire anymore or go to Oxfordshire. You've got your own now. <laughs> so Bucks, Bucks Bitcoin on well, Twitter. Suffolk, Suffolk Bitcoin was set up after, uh, I won't say his name yeah. in case he wants to say uh, anonymous was set up after he saw some of the tweets coming out of Suffolk Jungle Room. He just set up Suffolk Bitcoiners and then come along to the next meetup. Yeah. Just a pleb. Like, you know, right. Yeah, I'm going to run with this now. Uh, actually, James, I want to come back to you in a second to talk about uh, accounting and uh, and tax and that kind of stuff that you're going to have some insights on. Um, but just, just to drive home this point of starting a meetup, uh, orange pilling um the merchants yeah huge but what we saw at we were all at the first game of real bedford together that was uh, an amazing day that was what i loved about that was very eye-opening to me the the, the meetup between 12 and one o'clock that was a real mix of noobs maxis uh and families yeah. uh, and boomers and gen x's and zoomers but the families was key uh I do not know how I got away with dragging my wife and two daughters along to a football game with me. My son was, he was game. Obviously he loves football. He didn't know he was going to be mascot. So that was just a cherry on the cake for him. (laughs) Simon, you were there with your three daughters as well and your your wife Val. And our wives just like cracked straight into it. Didn't stop talking for three hours. (laughs) We didn't see our kids. I don't remember seeing them until we were trying to, all go out for dinner somewhere and even then they were all in chris's fucking car because they left <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and all 
mixing it up with each other and like it was just like instant friendship and it's not just the bitcoiners it's the the bitcoin widows love to get together and and talk about yeah. like us crazy bastards yeah. and uh and, and kids are kids you know they have the language of play so it doesn't matter that you know they're going to go off and do do their thing it's so worth doing for for those people out there that um want to get out there and meet it meet me up with other people start a nim account in your town in your county or whatever throw it out on twitter you will attract people yeah. so simon if you want to because i know you did this rip with with max as well on his bit by bit pot yeah well i think i think it's one really important thing to say is that it's something that you can do to contribute to the community um without having to be a you know if you're not a coder um you don't write code you don't um understand austrian economics you know to the point where you can go on a show and talk about it but you you get bitcoin you know whether, whether however well you get it you're really just able to um contribute in that way you can start a meetup everybody can do it. it's really simple and it's a massive way that you can contribute to the community so i think it's very important that um you know, if you if you've got any sort of inclination to do it at all, um, it's worth giving it a go. You know, and people will come. You know, if it starts small and there's only two or three people, I think there are some really small ones around. There's there's one in Canterbury. Um, I know they they only have three or four people that sort of turn up to their to their meetups, but they're still meeting up once a month. And um, you know, hopefully we can help them get some more numbers and um i'm hoping to go down there and visit them and um it doesn't matter big or small you know start the meetup and we're just like i said before we're in that point in in the um in the bear market now you know and if we can get um meetups happening in a bear market you, we're really building a strong foundation of hardcore bitcoiners you know which then when the the um new people come in coming in you know after the next halving you know if the price starts to go crazy again i'm sure which it will um there will be people that are curious about bitcoin um and then we will have these meetups um which will, will at that point been going for quite a while and we can um you know we can do talks we can help them understand bitcoin um as well as we do um and at the moment it's just a it's a really good time to get it started also you know you can one one thing you can um do i've i've found this recently actually i've kind of tapped into a um another group of uh people which are into sort of food um um what would you call it like, like they're growing their own food and they're yeah. preparing self sustainability yes um so there's this little community that I've I've found exists um, locally to me um, that are, that are doing this sort of stuff. They're homeschooling their kids as well, um, and we are thinking of starting uh, an, an, another meetup, which is kind of um, almost going to be like um, TED talks, if you like. Some on homeschooling, some on um, there's a, a martial artist in there that's talking about doing some self defence um and food preparation growing your own food um and see those guys are ripe for learning about bitcoin mm -hmm. so hopefully as bridge to bitcoin we we may go and do some talks 
with these guys because they they're low hanging fruit. They're easy to um, they're already on the right side of things. Um, they will understand it, I think, pretty well. Um, so and they could uh, plebs could all, always pull the. I think you pulled the trick, didn't you, in the Bitcoin Adventure Weekend, where you just told your wife like, "Oh yeah, I've booked a nice glamping weekend away for us and the kids." Or was she fully was she fully aware it's going to be a whole Bitcoin? Oh no, she no oh, no no she knew. It was so it's a different guy I was speaking yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she knew from the start. Yeah, yeah. So for those one, you know, the the Canterbury one would be nice. It's like, honey, I've booked a nice long weekend Airbnb in uh, in Canterbury, yeah. and walk into the bar. It's like, oh, this what are these guys over here talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that guy over there's wearing a Bitcoin T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> secretly on Telegram organizing it. I'm gonna yeah. be there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but uh yeah there's the let's get out there and, and and meet more people james let's talk about tax mate because uh you th- this is your your bag this is your fiat um kind of existence your life um yeah. accounting because i i got into a discussion with um with a guy that was uh buying coffees at the suffolk jungle room you know with just normal cash and he was getting them takeaway and what my brother was doing was just stamping buy bitcoin on the top of the takeaway lid and he's like well, what's this so he's like oh yeah it's, it's him over there you better go and talk to him i get pointed out in the <laughs> corner so we get into a discussion uh and he's like yeah well you know it's um it's corrupt isn't it it's it, it's not it's not just it's not right i'm like well in what way he's like well you're avoiding tax you know what they're doing here is avoiding tax i'm like what what do you mean he's like well you know if they're paying in bitcoin and it's going to this account coin corner which is based in the isle of man then they're 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 tax dodging so i asked him you know do do you enjoy paying tax out of interest (laughs) (laughs) to which he had no answer but like you know this is this is a barrier that that people are going to come up against uh, time and time again when you are talking to merchants and and trying to explain to them uh, this is just another another option for you to start you know accepting a different form of payment. How do you handle it when when you get that question as you know as an accountant and as a master of Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are two that 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 issue that you just raised there the objection that this is tax avoidance because when i pay with a a tap and pay card and the pound get converted to bitcoin or maybe it just comes straight out of my bitcoin it doesn't really matter and then it flies over the lightning network and then at coin corners end it flips back to pounds uh, or stays as bitcoin with the merchant there is no there is no taxation in that at all uh, because the rate at which it's converted at the source end is identical to the rate at which it's converted at the destination end because it happens in microseconds. Now, I know that, you know, Bitcoin's famously volatile, but it ain't that volatile. Right? <laughs> Pretty much it's going to be the same price at either end. And even if it's not, it's on Coin Corner's books, not the merchant's. Right? So the merchant has put a bill in front of you, assuming they're using the Coin Corner solution, of £10 and you've received £10 less 1%, £9, £9.90. So um, that, you know, there is no, as far as on your books as as a merchant, it doesn't matter how that payment arrived, 
in your ultimately in your bank account via coin corner you bill someone 10 pounds you got nine pounds 90 yeah and you obviously 10 pence of that was a was a payment processing fee so there's just no no tax just doesn't come into it for the merchant at all the the more common objection i've heard is for people um uh you know obviously not me right now but people who are in the lucky position of having capital gains in, in due to their longer term investment into bitcoin and their objection is i don't want to spend it because when i spend it i incur a potential capital gain uh tax liability now in this country in the in the united kingdom uh, every year we have an allowance uh for capital gains which is around i mean it, it varies year by year tends up over time a little bit usually doesn't keep pace with inflation obviously but it but it does tend to go up a bit 12 12 and a half thousand some of that order so what that means is you can incur 12 and a half thousand pounds worth of gain on your investments every year without paying any capital gains tax whatsoever so assuming that you, you know, assuming that you were nearly 100 percent in profit let's say you were satoshi right themselves and you went in and said it's 100 profit you could still spend a thousand thousand pounds a month and incur no capital gain and again that's not that's not tax evasion that's not corrupt that's not fraud that's just the tax law in this country so it's completely fine if you were um someone who had wanted to buy a car say so you wanted to spend thirty thousand pounds um, you could still use the Bitcoin, but what you would have to do is if you buy, if you bought back, so you're still able to support the Bitcoin economy, pay in Bitcoin or pay using Bitcoin rails. You can, as long as you buy back uh, the amount of Bitcoin that uh, you have effectively sold in using it to buy something. So when you buy a car for £30,000, you use Bitcoin, you're effectively seen to be selling Bitcoin from a from a taxation point of view. Um, as long as you buy back, in this case, I'm not going to go detailed numbers, but let's say £20,000 worth of Bitcoin within 30 days of making that transaction, then actually, again, there's no capital gains tax liability. So you can still pay in Bitcoin, support the growth of the Bitcoin economy and not have any capital gains tax liability. And that's because if you buy the asset, the asset that you sold, incurring a potential capital gains tax liability, um, if you if you buy it back within 30 days, the basis price for that tax calculation is the repurchase price, which will be broadly the price on the day that you bought it you know again bitcoin ain't that volatile it doesn't you know it, it doesn't move doubling and halving in the space of a few days so the maximum's 30 days um if you buy that back then that's the basis price not your original average purchase price so although you would have you would have potentially had a capital gains tax liability if you don't buy it back if you do buy it back so in other words you have some fiat or you have some fiat well, you're going to have to have some fiat. You're going to, have got, to, you've got to have some money to buy the car. So presumably, you know, if you've got some fiat or you've got some earnings, then you can just translate that back into Bitcoin after purchasing the car. So there's no reason to not execute the trade, execute the purchase trade using Bitcoin if the merchant accepts Bitcoin. And I think that's the key thing to note is that there's no reason not to use that if the merchant accepts it. So you can support, you can be a good Bitcoiner, support 
but the industry and not incur a capital gains tax, even if you're hugely in profit in your Bitcoin holdings. Again, this is UK tax advice for mm. anyone you know, listening in from around the world. It, it can be very different. Uh, and it's also UK individual tax advice. So it's different for, for companies or if you're in another country. So, um, but for the United Kingdom, we have a capital gains tax allowance and you have 30 days to repurchase the Bitcoin to neutralize any capital gain liabilities you might have had on a large purchase. If I can butt in there with a sort of real life example, if you go out and buy something, let's say we go to the curry house, the user, a real life example, and that curry house accepted Bitcoin, we could pay, and we took our families, there was 14 of us, and there was a £200 fiat um, bill at the end, and they accepted, we could, I would, maybe it's on me, let's say, actually, I think it was on Daniel and someone else. Um, Simon, me. And Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> let's say Daniel paid for it all. It was on Daniel and Simon. <laughs> Daniel paid for it all, £200. Daniel could pay for that in Bitcoin, and Daniel has 30 days to buy back £200 of Bitcoin. So what I say to most people is, if you spend it in Bitcoin, just buy it back. You can buy it there instantly on your phone or when you get home or, you know, one later in the week. Just buy it straight back, even if you haven't used all of your capital gains tax. I think it's good practice because you're just, you're just continually stacking anyhow. Spend £200, just buy it in Bitcoin yeah. and just buy it back again immediately. What I like to do is I like to top it up. So every time I spend my Bitcoin, I buy a little bit more than I spent. And then my stack is getting bigger. I'm literally stacking all the time. And this is something that kind of, um, um, it, it interests me in so much as I understand some people maybe have an offset concern in terms of, I think that might be the reasoning for some people why they don't want to spend their Bitcoin in this country. As James says, other countries have different tax, tax laws. Um, but maybe they don't want to expose themselves as Bitcoiners. Um, but for me, if if you're just stacking and hodling, you're not really doing much other than hoarding Bitcoin. If you go out and if you're going to go out and buy something, whatever it might be, let's do your you do your weekly shopping, two hundred pounds worth. Oh no, inflation, four hundred pounds worth of shopping for the week. Um, so you spend £400 of shopping in the week on your groceries. You're going to have to spend that £400 worth of value. Now, you might have the option to spend it in fiat pound sterling or Bitcoin. You're going to spend that amount of money anyway. So what I would say is if they accept Bitcoin, spend it in Bitcoin. You're adding to liquidity. You're going to spend that money anyway. Don't spend it in pounds. By spending it in pounds, you are effectively propagating the continued use of fiat. But by spending it in Bitcoin, you are adding to the liquidity of Bitcoin. You're becoming a Bitcoin fan, if you like. You're, you're making a use case scenario for Bitcoin. So if you get the opportunity, my plea would be, please spend your Bitcoin not your fiat when you have the opportunity. Otherwise, you're just a fan of fiat. If, you're, if you've got the two options, uh, surely you would spend the Bitcoin to say, 
look, otherwise you're you're just encouraging the use of fiat, which I don't want to do. The only reason, or James will pick up the only the only reason when we spend our fiat, we'll come back to that pilot, put an asterisk on that. We need to talk about that. Okay. So for me, I understand why some people might have offset concerns in terms of maybe people would see them as Bitcoiners and go, oh, that, that guy there is a Bitcoiner. He must be a whale. Not necessarily. Some people are stacking small amounts. And Simon touched on sort of the offset concerns people might have about going to meetups. But I think we need to make Bitcoin normalized mm-hmm. and not be, try not to be so scared about offset concerns. I think the actual offset numbers are minuscule. The offset sort of um, attacks in person are actually tiny. Um, I would say like um, it's probably a hangover from two or three years ago as well for those that have been around a little bit longer, like um, that this idea of, you know, never selling. Uh, But there's a difference between selling and spending that there's there's a a huge difference. I'm not selling my Bitcoin, motherfuckers. I'm not selling it for for fear. (laughs) I am not. I will spend it for, you know, things that I need or want or desire, uh, or if, um, if that merchant has like in, in your case, if that merchant has gone to the, the brave lengths to put their neck on the line and say, yes, we're going to accept this form of payment because we feel something. We don't know what it is. Uh, it's, it's exactly what happened to my, um, to the Suffolk jungle room. It heard this crazy brother going on and on and on and on about it and probably just signed up to keep me quiet. Uh, But look what happened. Um, So there is definitely, and like you attested to earlier, we've all felt this. And John Vallis, I remember him talking about this when he came back from El Salvador for the first time. That feeling when you reward that other person with real fucking money, Mm is something that's why we're all like idiot pansies filming this shit on twitter and buying strangers halfway around the world coffees like you know (laughs) (laughs) you can't explain that feeling when when you express true value in a form that cannot be manipulated from from you from your hard time from your effort from your learning to someone else that has provided a service that you deem that acceptable and we you know uh, worthy of, of that reward now we're getting into woo-woo land but like there is a difference <laughs> there is a difference yeah. between i'm never selling and yeah. spending I, yeah. i'd say i'm never i'm never exchanging my bitcoin for another currency you know right. i'll exchange for goods and services rendered but not for another currency because what what why would i i'm just like what what that other currency would have to have some better functionality or 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 it would have to be some aspect of it that was better than bitcoin you know And, and 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 i don't know of any so you know let me know if you find one but but i'm not aware of one but but bread has better functionality than Bitcoin if I need to eat. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. James, I, I asterisk some uh, a scenario where you you came and this is yours, a scenario where you think it's wiser to spend fiat than Bitcoin. Right. Um, ah, yes. Out, 
Do you want to pick that up? Because I, I I've never heard anyone this else. Was, this was in gov in government. Yes. It's, assuming a scenario, mm -hmm. which many, you know, I've heard many Bitcoiners say, oh, this would be great, you know, when we can pay our taxes in Bitcoin or so. Let, let's assume that at some point in the future we start to get options to pay government government taxes or for services to government uh in bitcoin and i was thinking this through a bit um and and i kind of and i think someone asked me the other day was this your thought entirely and i said yes was that that was that was a chat we someone we were chatting to at the weekend wasn't it chris yeah, um, yeah. um and um and I, I and I was thinking about it on the way home after that, because like, I said to him, no, it's entirely my original thought. And I was thinking on the way home, like, oh, no, I do think that once I saw a tweet from some from somebody that hinted at this idea and then I thought about it a lot and expanded it. But this, this is this is the general thrust. There is a there is an attack vector, I think, on Bitcoin, which is that governments acquire all of the Bitcoin over time. So if you think about how tax works, every time you make a transaction, there's VAT, there might be duty, uh, there's income tax, there's inheritance tax. So everything's going around in cycles and the money always goes, ultimately 100% of the money is going through the government over like a couple of decades or probably less, but you know it's going through all the time. And if they started allowing people to pay in Bitcoin, I imagine the one attack vector would be they take that Bitcoin in and they continue pushing their fiat shitcoins out. So they pay their staff and their interest bills and everything in shitcoins, but they keep the Bitcoin. They could end up, governments could end up with all of the Bitcoin. So I think one of the things that we just need to think about is that we need to ensure that that doesn't happen. One way Love it. Yeah. So in other words, pay for all services in Bitcoin, but not government services. Yes. Mm. taxes yeah. so we don't want them to have it that's did you just money. say government and services in the same be <laughs> 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 a green bin do you not have to pay to get your green bin taken away <laughs> they, they, so the way i like to, to phrase it is they can have back their money and we yes. can use our money yes give them back their fiat money but we use our money yeah. if we uh, get to that hyper bitcoinized bitcoinized world it's just it's something very to have good. on the radar. It's, it's not, it's not. No, it's, it, it's, a, it's a great thing to have on the radar, especially when they start rolling out their CDCs, because that could be the exact thing that they do. Just take in the Bitcoin and then roll you back out some absolute freaking manipulated, state-controlled, monopolized CDC into your centralized wallet that is tracking everything that you spent. Yeah. Uh, very, very sound point. So when... Governments or municipalities turn around and say, "You can now start paying your um, your 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 taxes in Bitcoin." You're like, "Oh yeah, all right, good luck." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can turn around and say, "No, we're going to pay with the legal tender that you issued." Yeah, yeah. You back your yeah. your 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 shit coin. Yeah, we we will keep the people's money, you know, yeah. by the people for the people, people, and you can have your shit coin back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Lads, is there anything we've not touched on? This that that was the asterisk you wanted to come back to, right, Chris? Just it to... was. I mean okay. it's it's Bitcoin Princey. So there's there's loads we haven't touched on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we this could go on for hours, but there are there are a couple of things if if that's my if that's the opening. That um, of course. So um we have got so 
we have pe had people approach us to say, oh, it's, it's fantastic what you're doing. How can I join you? How can I work for you? Um, which is great. Now, we, we offer our services free of charge. Like most of the work in Bitcoin, everyone is doing this off their own back. It's all incredibly collaborative. So we don't have any jobs. It's not a paid job that James, Simon and I do. There's, there's no... This doesn't we we pay, pay to do it. We pay to do it. Right <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, we pay for it. And our families pay as well. Um, so it doesn't pay the bills. We do it off our own backs, like like I say. And um, unlike in most of the Bitcoin space, everyone's doing this in a collaborative way to push, to push, push Bitcoin forward. But well, we have had lots of people approach us say, can we work for you? And we've, we initially said no, because this is, it's not a job. We can't pay you. But people have relentlessly come back and, well, I still want to join you. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, right, okay. Um, so we have started taking on volunteers across the country. Um, and we are just starting to support our new handful of volunteers. So shout out to our first cohort of volunteers. We should have asked them actually, because I was going to give them a shout out by name, but maybe they've got OPSEC concerns. So you know who you are, our first few um, across the country. If anyone else would like some help, some assistance, would like the backing of Bridge to Bitcoin as a brand, because it's it might feel a bit daunting like you want to help you want you want to or if you just want to go and onboard your local merchants you think yeah it's great actually i'm going to do that i'm going to ask do you accept bitcoin if they say yes then i want to i want to help them but you might feel as a person that well, i'm just a random off the street they're just going to think i'm a psycho who's setting up some some weird spyware that's going to steal all their bitcoins or or whatever Feel free to get in contact with us and you can have our backing. We'll support you with our marketing literature um, and some merch and we'll have you in our volunteers group. And it gives you a bit of weight, a bit of support. We've got a Telegram group um, that we've just set up so we can share experiences and stories and advice. Um, so do get in contact if that's something you're interested in doing because... And you have the map as well, right? And we have the map, yeah. So bitcoinevents.uk slash spending. Is that right? That's right. That's yeah, right. Great. Um, so that's the map. So um, we will put any merchant that accepts Bitcoin in any form, Lightning or on-chain, on the map. Um, so, yeah, do get in contact. James, have you got, you've got our contact details? You want to reel them off? I know you've got them in front of you. Yeah. So bitcoinevents.uk forward slash spending is the uh, is the merchant map and uh, just just on that before I go to the other three sort of links um we, we are finding actually we're discovering or our volunteers or people bitcoiners around the country are, are discovering places that nobody knew of you know so there's a place in leeds a flagship curry house in leeds that um you know in the next few days is likely to be added to the map once we've once the uh, guy on the ground has gone and spoken to the owner but they've we don't know how long they've been accepting bitcoin but nobody knew he just happened to walk past and it had a bitcoin accepted here sticker so he thought well that's interesting i'll, I'll, I'll let everyone know so we we, you know, we don't know how many undiscovered merchants there are out there either so if you're a if you're you know 
player listening to this and, and you don't actually want to go out and, and onboard any merchants and, and you don't think setting up a local groups for you just keep your eyes peeled when you're wandering around town and if you find a place let us know and so you can contact us um at twitter on at bridge to bitcoin and the two is a number two bridge to bitcoin no underscores spaces um we've got a website www.bridge to bitcoin.com again bridge number two bitcoin.com and uh, we're also bridge to bitcoin at gmail.com as well if you want to send us an email so these are the three ways of letting us know um whether you're interested in being a volunteer um you just know you know you found somewhere and you just want to let us know or, or anything else um or if you're a merchant and oh, yeah. yeah absolutely if you're a merchant and you've yeah and, and we we'll help on board any merchant so yeah. you've got what about the plebs from across the pond uh that, that are listening like uh, is this a global global shout out global plea or are you uh, we, we discussed this we discussed this recently actually yeah and um i i i think you james and simon you were quite keen on it but i was a bit yeah. hesitant if i'm honest because i feel that Maybe we need a bit more weight underneath our belts, but maybe I'm leaving money on the table, so to speak. Bitcoin. Well, well, um, <laughs> what money, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, money are you leaving? <laughs> liquidity in the Bitcoin network is what yeah. he's talking about. Yeah. So yeah. At, at the moment, we're UK only, but maybe we should start to expand this abroad. I mean, uh, there's no there's no harm in sharing our learnings. No, I, I think that's the thing. It's the model that we would share. I don't yeah. think the bridge to Bitcoin is a global operation. But if there are any Bitcoiners anywhere else in the world who want to access our materials, learnings, have a meeting with us, understand how we're going about it. You know, this is how you put the map together. Here's our brochures, you know, all that sort of stuff. I'm I'm very keen with sharing the model in that true open source sense, you know, giving some time up to to help get you started in in whichever country you're in for sure. Yeah. So I think that's the that's the road. Here, here's a model. We're not we're not there yet. You know, we only started this. What when did we come up? When it, it was not is it February three months? Three months? Yeah. I mean, three months old, you know, I mean it's we we've got a, a lot to do. There's a lot to do um so i think again that's another reason why trying to expand this over the world and say that we we you know we know where we're going and what we're doing i, I don't that that's not true i think we found something that makes sense and and is having a result but we don't know where this goes really yeah and also There's a lot we, of work to be done in the uk isn't there yeah there is uh, huge uh, and we're, we're further behind than the us for instance so i think that's where, why we, we sort of felt that there was a bit of a gap that we needed to um you know if we're not going to do it who is yeah. so stepping in there and and doing it but plus i don't know chris if you were going to mention just we were we may get a little bit of funding i think it's not going to be a huge amount but it was oh, yeah. enough it may be enough um to help the our volunteers as well just to um supply them with stickers um like bitcoin accepted here stickers window stickers um the leaflet that um you know i mean it's an open source project but we've helped to sort of put that uh, bitcoin for businesses um leaflet together we have our own version of that um which is sort of uk based and um we're going to get that printed up you know with with quality print 
um, which we can send out to people. I mean, anyone can print it on their own printer, but it's probably nice to have, you know, a decent quality printer. We can we can send those stickers. I mean, even point of sale units to to a degree. You know, we're um, I've been putting together, um, you know, Benarc's um, LNPOS units and um, given a couple of those out already. So um, if that's right for some merchants to um, to use those. You know, a great little device that works um, without an internet connection. So, you know, people on the beach selling ice creams, they're maybe perfect. So um, it's another option for, for volunteers to be able to um, offer that as well. And um, hopefully with a little bit of funding that we might get um, from, is it Geyser or Geyser? It's Geyser. Um, <laughs> it's Geyser. Is it Geyser? It it's is. Geyser. We're not yeah. going with the English Geyser. No, we, yeah. Yeah, this I'm I'm disappointed in you, Daniel. I'm not going for Giza. That's all I can tell you is an Italian guy called Mick. Shout out that uh yeah. named the company and uh yeah, uh, the the true Essex boy in me wants to call it Giza. But uh it's gotta be guys that um I agree, I agree, right I agree. Shout out to Mike with, with Geyser. Um so we're keeping our fingers crossed that we get some some funding um, yeah. from them. And, and just to let the plebs know what's going on there, um, you, you that is like a, a Kickstarter for pleb platform where you can just list your plat list your um, your idea, your project on the platform, and and ask the plebs to to fund you. But they also have this grant program running where they have some anonymously donated Bitcoin to to give out to to people that apply for grants and i believe that's what you guys have done yeah uh, correct me if i'm wrong right okay yeah, exactly we, we we're looking at setting up a crowdfunding page as well but we just with everything going on we haven't got around to doing that so we're hoping we'll be successful receiving some some fraction of a bitcoin to help with uh, producing some of the, the the marketing material um but yeah we should so shout out to, to the geyser fund and mike there um, also, I mentioned earlier the um, Edinburgh conference, the Bitcoin Collective at the Edinburgh conference. So we're going to be there um, on, I think it's 21st, 22nd of October. And Daniel, I think, unfortunately, you're at a different conference, so we won't see you there. I'll um, be in Prague for the yeah. Minty in our lifetime. Yeah. So unfortunate clash there. So, But yeah, you'll be sorely missed. Um, but we have got a promo code for that. If anyone wants to come, and speak to us or meet us and talk about technicalities or ask any questions, we'll be there. We've got a discount promo code um, for that. So if you are gonna buy tickets, there's a promo code box and the promo code is simply bridge to Bitcoin. Uh, so bridge number two, Bitcoin or one word and you get 10% off your tickets. We haven't actually, you mentioned Ben Ark, shout out to Ben Ark with his open source point of sale terminals as well, which Simon mentioned uh, just a couple of minutes ago that um, he puts together and is another option. I mean, that's that's a conversation in its own piece. Um, how those terminals work, because Simon alluded to, you don't need an internet connection for them. I mean, that's like if you're if you're at a festival or you know you're a, you're a burger van or you buy the case or the signal where the um, where you might not have an internet, that could be an option for you guys. But yeah, that's really interesting piece as well. And we might have um, we might have a little um product launch at edinburgh just as a little teaser to finish off with 
Um, so if you are coming to Edinburgh, get your sats ready for a potential product, which we think Bitcoiners will absolutely love. It's a usable product, highly usable, which but it will make you smile at the same time and give you a warm glow. I don't really want to say too much more. I know what it is. I know it's quick, it's quick release sunbathing um, shorts, right? <laughs> if only you were true, but I think I think you got there before us, Daniel. Well, the warm a... glow gave it away. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Daniel, we'll, we'll have to send you something because um, you won't be there to receive yours in person. No. We'll get something into the post to you, hopefully. All right, so I love it. Whilst you're in Prague, you won't miss out on this. Hopeful, uh, hope to have this product launch in Edinburgh. I very much look forward to it. Us too. All right, guys. Well, well if there's only one question left to ask, <laughs> if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Who's going to go first? <laughs> I'll go. Let me go first. Is that okay? Okay. Well, we, I, we, we don't know yours, do you? No, we don't. No. I accidentally gave the game away earlier when we were chatting before we jumped right. in. Daniel. Go on. I'm you, you guys actually come prepared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Lauren, <laughs> we came prepared this time. <laughs> um, so I, I thought about this and I thought, what are we doing particularly? And uh, the guy that I would uh, most most like to give the orange, my last orange pill to would be Tim Martin, the chairman of Weatherspoons. All right. Because yeah. I think that would be that would be an excellent. Uh, uh, yeah. If we yeah, if we could get Weatherspoons accepting Bitcoin, I just think that would be uh, awesome. That's a big merchant. Yep. That reaches a lot big, of people. But he's a big he's a big character, you know, and I think he's the kind of guy that you know, if if he if he swallowed the orange pill, he's the kind of guy that would drive that through. He's a good one. All right. I, I love your well, I, I love the fact we start with adnums and you've just finished this with those <laughs> There we are. There's nothing to see <laughs> here, guys. <laughs> um well, I'll go. Mine. Well, I think um, a, someone that a very influential person um, would be the best to give it to. Um, whether you agree with what they their influence or not. Um, so I was thinking, who has a lot of influence? I think possibly the Pope probably has the most. Um, now you don't want to catch a really old Pope that's only going to that's got a few <laughs> years left to live. Um, so maybe like a new Pope coming in, you know. It's a, it's a job for life, isn't it? They go for 30, 40 years sometimes. So if a Pope, you know, really got Bitcoin, that would be world-changing, wouldn't it? I think. Mm -hmm. That'd yeah. be a good one. Uh, yeah, good. That's good. I like, I like that one, Simon. I'm going to go for someone who's not so popular because if we can make him see the light and all the the social positive implications that Bitcoin can have, maybe he changes working practices, not only for his workers, but also 
everyone else will see across the globe that he accepts Bitcoin. So I'm going to go down the merchant perspective again. This guy has his brand on vans across the world. I think everyone I know uses this service probably more than we should. And I think, you know, you're, you're nodding your head, Daniel, mm-hmm. like you know who it is already. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to Jeff Bezos because if we can make Jeff Bezos see Bitcoin for what it is and make him, I don't want to say a better person because I don't know him, but make him see the orange and see how positive the world could be. Maybe we wouldn't have those worker issues that we constantly hear in the news about how Amazon drivers are having to pee in their bottles or Amazon workers are being worked to the bone in their warehouses. So maybe he'll change his working practices and make his global empire a nicer place to work as well as we'll all be able to pay in Bitcoin for hopefully a company providing us with products that we want so desperately now. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, pay in Bitcoin. I think if Amazon accepted Bitcoin and Jeff changed a little bit, maybe that could change the world quite significantly, quite quickly. He has the Washington Post too. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Tim Martin will be very happy to be next to the Pope or a future Pope and Jeff Beasley. I think that will... Uh, yeah, well, they, there you go, Tim. I mean, like, I, I know you listen to the show and, you know, pipe it through the uh, the gentlemen's toilets in uh, all of your establishments. So, <laughs> so that, yeah. If there's any Bitcoin the in the Weatherspoons, make sure your chairman hears this. <laughs> Exactly. Any any shareholders of Weatherspoons, this is the quickest way to usurp Adnams. Like, yes. You know, like it, <laughs> you can turn that around very very quickly with a few um with, with a uh, like a shareholder kind of um who Bitcoin Bitcoin coup d'état. All right, guys, this has I'm been. Gonna, um, I'm awesome going to rewind one. just a little because we touched on merchants contacting us. That's yes. any form of merchant. So we've got. We've got lots of merchants on the map from builders, literally builders, to tennis club, pizza vans, art galleries. So any merchants out there, we will help on board. Sorry to cut you off just when you were... No, perfect. That, that's a very, very good uh, point to make. So it, it, it's even like uh, all, all the way down from like the individual tradesman yeah. all the way up to Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Pope is also welcome. church collections yeah orange pill your church can they bridge to bitcoin in fact again random story from um, one of the meetups at suffolk jungle room the local vicar came in and uh she approached us and started asking questions like what the hell's going on over here i'm like ah have you ever read um thank god for bitcoin by any chance (laughs) it's like what (laughs) she ordered the book she ordered the book ah and she stated we swapped numbers and um she she's whatsapped me a few times and uh, i've sent her john vallis's work um you know money messiah and uh Amazing. and bitcoin so there's and, there's work to be done here and and if it's send her the um, ethics of money production by york guido hulsman because that's got a lot of history going back a thousand years about particularly in the catholic church and its attitude to what good money should be and what uh-huh. we've got now ain't good money 
Mm-mm. Bitcoin would... does fit that. So, so it's not it's not about Bitcoin. So it's written just prior to Satoshi's white paper, but it's some great historical ethics on how money should be quite in alignment with the stuff that Saifedean has talked about in terms of, of Islamic finance. Yep. The similar sort of attitudes. Unsurprisingly, big world religions that have survived a long time have got pretty sound ideas on this. They they kind of know how this stuff should be from an ethical point of view. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty much in alignment, actually. Um, something that I've learned. Uh, just one more little rabbit hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was about to say, you were, just trying to, you were just trying to close off, Daniel. You Sorry. Peakily <laughs> opened up another rabbit hole going without, down the religion route. And without then, even yeah. trying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the we we had the the Islam and Bitcoin conversation a while ago, didn't we, James? And that yeah. that was fascinating in itself. And yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, that that's that's another podcast, Daniel. We've we've been going nearly two hours now, and you probably you probably oh, sign off for real. <laughs> throw throw a throw um the next Bitcoin meetup in a in a mosque or a synagogue or a church or something. Mm, and, uh, yeah, it's, and, it's a great yeah. idea actually. I'll uh, yeah. Definitely on the list. <laughs> That's got his mind thinking already. Yeah. Or a Witherspoon, same thing. <laughs> all right, Cheers, it's been a great rip. Thank you so much. Been a been a pleasure meeting you all in person. This is one of the first interviews I think I've done where I've met you all in person before I've actually done an interview. So it was great uh, camping next uh, alongside you, Chris, at the, uh, yeah. the Bitcoin Adventure and meeting uh, Simon and his wife and kids there as well. And James, I know you were there as well. And catching um, catching up again at uh, the Real Bedford meetup was uh, was was wonderful and, and having that curry at the end of the evening. James, I know you, you shut off and uh, drove like the the nine hours or something ridiculous down to Cornwall to reunite yourself. Yeah, it was it was it was a fairly heavy journey, especially I'd driven up from Reading in the first place to Bedford. Yes. Uh, <laughs> four hours of hardcore, well, probably five, yeah, four and a half hours of hardcore Bitcoin chat and presentations, and then yeah, then off to Cornwall. Yeah, Bay, look, you know, That's you've got to do. live, you've got to live life, you've got to fill your time and and, and live life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pleb life. All right, guys, take care. Have a great evening. Thanks again. You too. Cheers, Daniel. Cheers. Well, there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with the Bridge to Bitcoin team who are living their best pleb lives, as you've heard. And why aren't you? That's the question. If you're sitting there listening to these podcasts and you suddenly felt that urge, you're that far down the rabbit hole, you're this many hours into your learning and you are feeling that urge to stop being annoying Bitcoin guy down the pub and actually start building something that's going to generate some kind of knock-on effect to, to a wider audience, more people that are going to be hopefully a little bit more um, interested in in what you have to say. That's why I started this pod. That's why these guys started Bridge to Bitcoin. That's why people start writing books or articles or making YouTube videos or drawing or painting or whatever the hell it is. Singing, dancing. Like, it's something. Just bring it. We're all ready for you. And we're more than willing to help you push whatever project it is that you are bringing to the table. Look at the Bitcoin racing team. They were a family motorsport team, fell into the Bitcoin rabbit hole, and now the plebs are backing their team. The plebs are trying to get them up the formulas because they 
buying sticker space on their cars to show support. Look what Pete did. He bought a football club. You know, there's there's different things going on here. Groin Corner managed to sponsor Oxford City because uh, Josias, uh, Coach Carbon, was um, just a key part there. He lived in Oxford and he could bridge uh, Bitcoin with football and with uh, an existing business in the space and, and start conversations and help conversations. This all happens because it's a grassroots movement, it's a pleb movement, and this is the only way sound money will be rediscovered. This is it. This is our time. We will do this. And um, there's no stoppers, as you can hear. And it doesn't matter what age you are, right? It doesn't matter if you're boomer, exer, millennial, zoomer. We're all in this together. And I love this community and what we stand for. So thank you guys for what you're doing over at Bridge to Bitcoin. It's so great. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, check out the show sponsors. Hit up Swan Bitcoin in the US. Relay here in Europe. Coin Corner as well have you covered. Please make sure you are stacking safely. Get a fucking hardware wallet. That's the message. Please understand this. You can use shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. Get yourself the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition hardware wallet. Take more control over your lives. Come find some of these guys, myself. I'm going to be in Riga. I'm going to be in Amsterdam. I'm going to be in Prague for Liberty in Our Lifetime. Go meet your people over on the West Coast in the US. Pacific Bitcoin, run by the Swan Bitcoin maximalists. These are all great events. And uh, get yourself some merch. Check out what Max is doing on the Bit by Bit pod. And go to his website, Ungovernable Misfits. Get yourself a nice t-shirt. All these links, as usual, in the show notes. Catch you on the next show, guys. Thanks for listening.